Hey, I'm Glenn Weldon, and this is NPR's Book of the Day. Humans have been imagining the afterlife for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians elaborately prepared for it. The Greeks and Romans told tales of a gloomy, cavernous underworld. The Norse people dreamt of endless feasting and glorious battles. More recently, pop culture has started to do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to envisioning what comes next. Think of Jeopardy! champion and host Ken Jennings' new book, 100 Places to See After You Die, as less a travel guide and more a deep dive into how human imagination continues to grapple with the great unknown. From the Iliad of Homer to the Springfield of Homer Simpson, Jennings walks us through the many different ways we turn our vague existential dread into something a lot more concrete and usually, anyway, a lot less scary. Here's All Things Considered's Ari Shapiro. This message comes from NPR sponsor Sun & Ski Sports. They're celebrating National Bike Month in May with a big giveaway. Enter in-store to win a Cannondale Trail mountain bike or online to win a Haro Flightline 1 mountain bike. Cycling isn't just transportation. It's a boost for physical and mental health. Join them for Bike to Work Week from May 13th to 19th. Make every ride count this National Bike Month. Gear up at Sun and Ski Sports, where adventure begins. Visit sunandski.com. Jeopardy! champion and host Ken Jennings rose to fame for knowing nearly everything about anything. But just like the rest of us, he stumped on the biggest mystery of all. What happens after we die? Presumably billions of people who had gone before now either know the answer or don't, depending. And yet word has not gotten back to us. Jennings explored everything from mythology to music and movies to gather as many visions as possible of the great unknown. And he collected his findings in a new book, A Hundred Places to See After You Die, A Travel Guide to the Afterlife. To help you on your way, he even included travel tips like getting around, souvenir shopping, and best to avoid. For him, it's not a book about religion or even death, but about how our pop culture has evolved over time. You can kind of watch the human imagination increase. At first, heaven is just a place that doesn't have crop blight or doesn't have snow. You know, whatever the culture's biggest bugaboo is, heaven is just the place that doesn't have that. And it takes millennia for human civilization to evolve to the point where we can imagine Well, what if there are these amazing banquets? What if there are gems of a thousand colors? You can watch the appetites and the uh, possibilities evolve. You got to fill out a form first, and then you eat in the end. The 20th century fictional afterlives are often very bureaucratic. Twilight Zone episodes often have a nervous little angel with a clipboard. Yes, we have to keep these things efficient. Now, today is the 19th of July, and your departure is at midnight tonight. My departure. The Buck Henry character in Heaven Can Wait. I want to check out on Joseph Pendleton. When is he due to arrive? Pendleton Joseph, due to arrive 1017 a.m. March 20th of the year 2025. Hey, so he jumped the gun. Anybody could have done that. Just put me back where you found me. Joe, we can put you into another man's body. Our once lofty visions of heaven and hell, we now thought it was funny to reduce them to, to the corporate structures of our 20th century bureaucracies. Are you both, uh... Dead? Yeah. Yep. Thank God we both had time to upload. We're now seeing a dawn of new techno afterlives in science fiction novels and TV shows. I feel completely real and alive. The programming depth is insane, and I'm a coder. You can be implanted into the heaven or hell of your choice, like in a Black Mirror episode. You're going to have a sign-off from the doc, the patient, a family member. This will stop folks from passing over just because they prefer San Junipero flat out. 
And I think particularly now the big difference is that most of these afterlives are created as an act of imagination and not of religious conviction. You know, Dante's Inferno is amazing, but at the time it was being read by a lot of literalists who were actually expecting a hellish eternity to be a nine-level pit. You know, they were reading it as fundamentalists. Today, when you see a fun TV afterlife like The Bad Place on The Good Place. The Museum of Human Misery? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's a torture museum. Famous examples of bad behavior and explanations of the torture they earned. Is there a gift shop? Jason, this is hell. Of course there's a gift shop. Or the fever dream episodes of The Leftovers. Where's Kevin? Is he here? We asked him to die. Again. Well, it's a lot to put on someone. You're imagining a room full of people trying to invent a fun idea of what might lie beyond the last and greatest mystery. And so it was a joy to me to revisit the creepy room with the little person from Twin Peaks. I thought good news that the mule is going to come back in style. Or the disappointing afterlife in the last episode of Lost. Where are we, Dad? Well, this is a place that you that you all made together so that you could find one another. Or Beetlejuice. Handbook for the recently diseased. Deceased or the cornfields from Field of Dreams. Is this heaven? It's Iowa. This morning was heaven. If you're like me and you want old-timey baseball, to me that seems like a beautiful afterlife. And that would be hell to my wife. And because one person's heaven could be another person's hell, Ken Jennings offered some afterlife recommendations for everyone from history buffs to foodies. There are foodie possibilities in the afterlife. I would stay far away from hell. The Hindu hell, for example has bewitching banquet tables full of delicious dishes and cooling yogurts, but they're not for you. They're just to tantalize you. The Egyptian afterlife was very specific about all the figs you would get to eat. So if you love figs, that's the way to go. I would recommend the Mexican street food in Coco. Here, have some more. No, gracias. (gasps) I mean, see? (laughs) That's what I thought you said. I mean, if you love history, what you really want to do in the afterlife is celebrity spotting. You want to go ask Amelia Earhart or, or Jimmy Hoffa like what the deal actually was with them. A lot of the most celebrity rich heavens are in modern telling. You know, The Simpsons, when The Simpsons shows the afterlife, it's always full of, of uh, recognizable people. Whoa, Frank Sinatra. For me, this is hell. You dig, Pally? Did you know the picture about my life is Spielberg's biggest movie? You were beaten by Argo. Argo? We have interesting people. Look, Tracy Morgan's here. Tracy, what are you doing here? You're all better. Nobody tells me these things. In South Park especially, hell in South Park is always filled with the biggest names in serial killers if you're a true crime fan. Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. You shall rise once again to walk the earth. And I need you to pick up Satan's Ferrari cake. But this goes all the way back to the ancient Greeks. I mean, Homer pointed out that all the great Trojan War heroes are out having war games in a, in a meadow in Hades, and Odysseus is delighted that he can see Achilles and Ajax and, uh, and all the big names. If there's a rock and roll heaven, you know they got a hell of a band. If you're an arts lover, some afterlives have imagined that these are the places where you go to see the works that were never available to the living. In Richard Matheson's What Dreams May Come, the people in the astral plane routinely visit 
concerts of new works by great composers. You know, you can go see Beethoven's 10th Symphony. You know, in It's a Wonderful Life, we hear that Mark Twain is still working on new novels in heaven. Oh, Tom Sawyer's drying out, too. You should read the new book Mark Twain's writing now. And if you're a good enough musician, even hell can't hold you. You know, in the musical Hades Town, Orpheus is able to sneak into Hades Town because of his amazing musical gift. Wait for me, I'm coming. If you're looking for more of an action-packed vacation, in Black Panther comics, Ta-Nehisi Coates imagined that the Wakandan afterlife, the Jalia, would have all kinds of extreme sports available. In my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping-off point. Ritual combat and rock climbing, and there's probably zip lines and parasailing as well. Can run forever. I guess the real question is, is there any afterlife so good that you would not mind spending limitless time there? You know, eternity, a vacation that never ends. I mean, you want to have 100 options. Ken Jennings' new book is 100 Places to See After You Die. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, American Express. Take your business further with the smart and flexible Amex Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits that help unlock more value from your business purchases. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.